If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in five... Four, three, two, Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, as we broadcast from Charlotte, North Carolina for the ACC kickoff. Good times, good times. Uh, in fact, at the time that I'm talking to you, get ready to talk to Pat Narduzzi and Pitt. Yep. You know, he's been there 10 years. Time That's flies. crazy. 10, I, I would have guessed 10, 6. 10 years, hard to believe. Yeah, there he is walking in the distance. Just like it is hard to believe that Zaxby's is so delicious. Ooh. Oh, buddy. I <laughs> you got, got you. I got you, you that time. You got it. That kind of delicious. I can't believe you beat me to it. Uh huh. I've been tired of you jumping the gun and getting me like that. Yeah. <laughs> Juicy chicken sandwiches, platters for days. Hey, man, we're on the Zach road back sauce. home. I know. I know. On the road back home. Good times. So, uh, Zaxby's, of which there are 62 in Tallahassee, <laughs> it's an amazing thing to go by every corner and see a Zaxby's. Just pull on in there, and get you one of those chicken sandwiches, and think to yourself, this guy here. This guy, Danny, who runs all these Zaxby's, he's a diehard, diehard Noel. 18 years. 18 a, uh, years. Golden booster or whatever. Just tailgates. <laughs> don't worry about it anymore. You don't have to sweat it. Go get you a platter. Yeah. And then your job is done. It's, it's literally easy. All you got to do is swing by, get enough sauces and napkins. You got the platter. And then Lots you're a napkins hero. napkins because it's so juicy and tasty. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Zaxby's. All right. There it is. 62 of them. Can't miss them. They're <laughs> everywhere. Well, we're kind of wrapping up here, man. What do you think? What do you think about uh, what we learned today? Uh, this hour, you guys are going to hear Jordan Travis. Yep. It's the next segment, in fact, that you're going to hear Jordan Travis. I liked my conversation with Jordan Travis. Yep. I really did. I uh, He was impressive in the breakout room again. Yeah. I, I'm wondering, that there's, there's fatigue to today, and that's only natural. There's fatigue for us on the other side. Oh, big time. But he's had to do a breakout in the morning at 9.15. 
he said to do interviews, the stage on TV, the 30-minute TV panel, and 45. But the 45 comes last. So to me, if you're going to show that you're less interested, that would be the time when you're running out of gas. He was engaged the whole time. It's the home stretch, right? You get maybe excited about finally. Because this is the last one. Maybe you hold on to it. It makes it a little bit more special. They gave him his name placard for it. He was actually kind of touched by that. Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty cool. He is really the the story today. And you're going to hear from him again. You're going to like the interview. It's good. Short, sweet, but to the point. He's great in it. Um, I think he's the story, man. You yeah, know, we thought yeah. Jared Verse might take it over, but it's Jordan Travis. There's a calm confidence, yep. a leadership style that's emerging now. He doesn't have to look over his shoulder. He knows he's the guy. He's well aware of the expectations, but he's not in any way threatened by those expectations. He yeah. remains unfettered by all of that. I've been really, really impressed. And he was really, really impressed with the offseason the team had. You can tell that he's dialed in. He was, <laughs> he did laugh at this one guy's question. I don't know who this guy is. He shall remain nameless. But every year I'm like, oh, it's that guy. He's going to ask a question that's going to make somebody go, what? Yeah. And and he did to Jordan. <laughs> he said uh, something to the effect of, Jordan, you know, last last year he had their first taste of a winning team. Do you feel good about this year's team being a, a winning team? And Jordan's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I think we're going to be pretty good. Yeah, I think we're going to be all I right. we're going to be all right. Yeah. He just – he seems confident in the work they've put in. I, I get it. These guys are coached well to be extensions of Mike Norvell and stay on message. They've got a department for that, yeah, to stay yeah, on absolutely. message. But it's different when you know a kid is reading off of a script in his mind versus the light that they have and their look that they give you when they talk about they're ready and they're prepared. He, they're ready. They are. In Jordan's eyes, they are. Yeah, and he's eager to get out there. I keep repeating that. I think that they're ready to go to work because it's got to be a lot of fun when you're putting the pieces together, when you're getting to watch how you make the pie, right? This is it. They're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, They're going to work really hard. But the fun is is only when you trust the guy next to you. It's only when you really know that they've put in as much work as you have. And that's kind of the other theme is they've talked a lot about work, a lot about sacrifice, a lot about a willingness for the guy next to you to do the same. Correct. Uh, I enjoyed Kellen Deloach, too, by the way. He's uh, a fun kid. He uh, <laughs> yeah. He's kind of – he's you know, this is not necessarily his setting, but he was funny. He got better over time, I noticed, with each passing interview. Uh, I also just like that he and Tatum are very, very close. Yep. Uh, you did a good job asking questions. People will see that video uh, of, of his relationship with Tatum Bethune and how it is that they kind of work together and watch film together and emerge yep. from there. And it took a little time to figure out what was being asked of them. And, again, I keep circling back to this. You know, Hopefully we see it on Saturdays. So, interestingly, I, I was wondering, because you asked him about Adam Fuller earlier in the day, and he says that he loves him, right, and, and Coach Shannon as well. I asked Kalen about, does he watch film with Adam? And he really doesn't. That was that was the answer. He's like, no, I watch coach, coach usually. I yeah. think he was trying to help me and say, like, that's not my position, coach. But that's not my question. My question was, what's that dude like in the film room? I want to know because I bet it gets quiet in that room when Adam is is directing film. Yeah, Adam's funny though. I do think he's you know he's a film buff, as you know. This is what he yep. does. He's a yep. film rat, I should say. Uh, it's probably only every once in a while. That he's like, oh, hey, come in here. I want to show you something. Because right. what, what he would do is he would give that to Randy and say, hey, talk to him about this. Talk to him about this. You yep. know, yeah. that's how that would work. And then Randy, his position coach, is going to say, hey, listen, coach wants me to talk to you about, you know, your first step here. Or what, right. what did you see here? That kind yep. of stuff. Yep. Um, but, I, you know, that's the group we're going to be watching closely. Um, if they're healthy, they'll play well. I think those two will. What do you have behind it? What do you have behind them? Um 
That the only question did he marks bring up for this Omar team, Graham or uh, he did, DJ, okay. I didn't All come right. up. Right. And I, I think the thing is that that's what I worry about. I, I worry they don't have enough depth there. I worry that that if anybody gets dinged up, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. But if that happens, I, I'm not real sure that they have everything they need there. And not yet. And that's a position that yeah. we're going to have to continue to build. Yeah. I mean, and that's the number one question this this fall camp, you know, of, of its kind, which is who's after your first wave? At receiver, you might not know the answer, but the reason you don't know the answer is because there are a lot of capable candidates mm -hmm. at wide receiver. Mm -hmm. You know, Jordan was asked, actually, you'll wince at one and you'll smile at the other. He was asked, um, who's not talked about enough? And the first name he said was Ja'Kai Douglas, which I know make you wince. That doesn't I'm mean happy wince. About, I'm uh, just whatever. Okay, yeah. I'm on that Ja'Kai team. But then Deuce Spam was the second name. They brought. Oh, there you, there you well, go. Right. You that, that what I want to hear. Enough. But you've got those two. You got Winston Wright. You got Dre Jacobs. You got Cantron. It goes on and on and on. At linebacker, it does not go on and on and on. No, not yet, at least. But I thought Omar Graham had a good finish to camp, and I thought Demarco Ward was surprisingly adept for how early he is in his career as well. So, does Omar Graham take another leap forward? Does Blake Nicholson come in and make an impact? Your guy Brian Courtney. But I, I think Omar Graham is probably the lead candidate. I know that DJ Lundy might get more snaps, but I'm talking about the lead candidate to be an impact player. I think right now it's got to be Omar. Well, one of the things that I thought was uh, interesting is he did. You brought up Kalen DeLoach, and who else did he bring up? He brought up Blake Nicholson. He yep. kind of said with a wry smile, and it really made me laugh. Did he? He said, he's a little faster than you'd think. He did not. He did. He did. <laughs> and it cracked me up. I smiled, too. He knew what he was doing. When it was good. He did. He said he's a little bit faster than you'd think. I was oh, like, okay, man. well done. Uh, and, and then he brought up Brian Courtney. I think he was actually asked about Brian Courtney. And he said that Brian is just trying to soak it in. He's in there asking a lot of questions. And <laughs> okay. uh, but he said he was, you know, he's got the size and speed to do it. So, yeah, we'll see. I, I, I don't know. Intel. Yeah, I don't know how big, big an impact those two players in particular will have this year at linebacker. Hopefully some. Uh, you know, Blake talked about being able to cover and that that was his specialty. And if he's a, a really good athlete, and he is, by the way, all you got to do is watch his film. You can see he's a good athlete. He's yep. a two-way two player. Yep. So he, here's what I'd say. Uh, you know, maybe you only need him 12 to 15 snaps a game this year as a freshman and uh, in obvious cover situations, perhaps. You know, maybe. Uh, I, I don't know how much well, he That's the thing. Well, the other, the other part of it is, and uh, this was a comment on our YouTube page. Won't shout those out very often. But uh, Ralph, uh, one of our guys, Spartan yeah. from Hawaii, mm -hmm. great guy. His comment, we had a discussion about this very thing, and he said, well, it's not only important to get the guys rest, but then the, develop the next wave if you get those blowouts in. You know, if you take care yeah, of six yeah. to eight teams. And I don't know if they would exceed four games for Blake Nicholson, or I wonder if they think he's just too good of a player to not put out there and exceed the four. But anytime there's a chance to develop him early, Southern Miss, Boston College are two early opportunities. Get games uh, you can. Get his ass out there. So that maybe in November he could help you for that stretch against Pitt, Miami, and Florida. Well, and that is the best part about the non-LSU Clemson games. Most of them, you're going to overwhelm those teams. Not all, not all. I'm not trying to say they're all cakewalks. Yeah. But most of them, you're going to have a really distinct talent advantage. And that gives you that opportunity to play more guys. And there's nothing like game reps. You cannot replicate it in practice. You can do everything you want in terms of a rep, in terms of a teaching moment, in terms of being out there with a player and trying to get his mind right. What does he see? All that. But when you're out on the field, that – the speed of everything happens Correct. just a little bit differently, and your nerves are up. The tension is high. The adrenaline is rolling. So you can get those kids indoctrinated so that next year when they come back and they have to play a much bigger role, they're very comfortable when they step foot between the lines when the lights are on. Yeah, And, again, when you're talking about the next waves of players, it's just 
these guys look like they are calm because they've seen things that reassure their confidence level about the now and the future. Every one of them has talked about a younger player today, too. Like Jared Versus talked about Lamont Green, who got a little banged up in spring, but he's taking him under his wing, and, and he sees what's next for him. He's talking about Jaden Jones, who obviously is coming off of an injury as a Juco transfer, but he's talked about younger players. Blake Nicholson has come up from your linebacker. Jordan Travis has talked about, I mean, the panoply of guys that they have on offense that are young, and they do so with a calm in their eyes, not a concern like, well, he's got to get it together. Because you can tell the, the verbal, the nonverbal cues. I mean, you're very good at that. That's yeah. what you did with Jimbo for so long. You'd play poker with him when he was in a press conference. These guys, the way that they just look and present that they have seen talent across the board in the now and the future, it leaves me ready to go, get in the car, go home, but in a good place where I'm thinking, okay, yeah, they, they, they're not concerned. They, 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 they believe it because they've seen it. All of the uh, interviews today, whether it be with Coach Mike Norvell, whether it be with a Heisman candidate like Jordan Travis, or whether it be with Kalen Deloach or Jared Verse, uh, these guys are um, the veterans that you expect them to be. Yep. Uh, the confidence for a team that won 10 games is evident. Uh, the sense of unsettled, unfinished business, it's there too. Yes. It's a, it's a laser-like focus. That, that was you the question you asked, Mike. You, had, you didn't do anything. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Oh, On the yeah, one hand, yeah. you, you won the games and you proved it, but you didn't, you didn't win anything. I said you didn't win anything, yeah. yeah. I wonder. I, I, I almost cringed when I heard myself say it. Just no, because but I'm he like, took it. He knew what you meant. Yeah, you didn't win it. You didn't win the division. I said you didn't win the division. And, and he was like, yeah, you're damn right. That's right. an asset to us. Well, I, I, for think, I think it's huge that it, he had it. He had it made, man. He got the best of both worlds uh, for last year. He proved he could win games. Yep. He proved that the that the process is working. He proved that the players had bought in. He bought another year of confidence from the fan base, perhaps uh, donations and the like that you need that comes yep. with winning some games and enthusiasm is elevated. And they lost the games that they needed to win in order to win the division <laughs> and the conference. Correct. So there it is. Yeah, to me, I, I thought, you know, and this is why I said coming out of the bowl game was, Turn on that tape for the defense and both lines of scrimmage, really. Both lines of scrimmage. Uh, that, that's the big takeaway the last two games. These Florida are six and, and seven teams. Yeah. These teams finished under 500 and, and some you of got them, pushed around. And some of them have some bad losses. And and that is a – Vandy? Good Christmas. Right, right. But that's perfect. That's perfect. You came out of it on the other side. Jordan had to be Superman in the one game, and the other's a bowl game. is kind of weird, weird finish, kind of fluky with the fumble. But you know what? Turnovers, they're allowed to go your way too. You win both football games. And that's great, guys. 25th, 10-win season in our program's history, and you did it. You know what else you did? You struggled mightily against two six- and seven-football <laughs> teams at the end of the year. And you think that that's going to fly next year if we're trying to do the things that we're trying to do. It's not. So get your stuff together. Yeah, it was close. It was close. It was close, but you're fired I up. I got fired up. Yeah, I think they uh, – I just think that they're ready to play that LSU game. It's funny. Yep. You can't talk about it, but they're so ready to get it get it on with LSU again. And I and I think again it's revelatory because you, you you're playing like athletes. It's speed yep. for speed, size yep. for size, talent for talent. And I'm not saying that you know you lose that game, you pack it in, you're not as good as you thought. But you could lose that game and feel very good about the things to come. Now you would have to win the Clemson game, but there's a manner in which you lose that football game. You go, oh, they're gonna be fine. <laughs> We've got ourselves a my old my old coworker Rick Blue was next to us earlier today, and I heard him talking on his show, and he said, you know, Florida State could lose those two games, and that wouldn't be good. But if you're really Florida State, if you're really back to being Florida State, then you don't lose to teams like Wake Forest. You Correct. don't lose to yeah. NC State anymore. You don't lose to Pitt. You don't you don't lose these games. So if they do lose those two games, they're going to be against top ten teams, top fifteen teams. One of them's on the road. 
they have talent. There's no shame. How will they respond? I'm not trying to preface this as, hey, guys, get ready to lose two games. I'm just saying it's a distinct possibility. Yeah. And your season wouldn't be over. It would feel like it. Yeah, I think Florida State fans would feel, uh, you know, pretty you, down in the dumps. You'd have you, to sit on that for a bye week. Yeah, right it after, hurts. And then you'd have Virginia Tech. Where's your head at? And Syracuse. Where's your head at? Do you come back out and play like a bat out of hell? Remember, yeah. when they lost the three, three straight games a year ago, I came yeah. on the air and said they'll win out. I think they're going to win their remaining games. You did. That's true. I think they'll win the remaining games because there's something different about their intestinal fortitude and toughness. Now, I, I didn't – they were lacking. That's the way they is. fought back against Wake. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if that goes on another 10 football minutes, I think they win the football game. I think they game. win the game. Well, if you have a pick right in your hands and – Shouldn't have lost the NC State game. That's, that's, uh, that one stings me a little bit different. It's a bad loss. And the Clemson game, it's a situational issue inside of five minutes of the first half. I mean, it's the fourth down decision. Jordan makes a terrible throw, and then the fumble, sack fumble. Those are the two things that killed you. Yeah, I felt like Clemson ran the ball whenever they wanted to as well. But you could have gone score for score with them, you know? Oh, you might have made it a shootout. I, I don't know if we would have won it, but you could have, yeah, you could have turned it into a wild shootout. I, I want to see Florida State go into Clemson and just be the better team. Yeah. Just be the better team. Like, you got, yep. like I want to look out on that field and go, you know what? We got better players. In your gut, do you feel that's within reach? Is that feasible? To win that game there? To, to be the better team. You could lose in situations. Like the LSU game, they were the better team. They were the much better team. The they were the much better team, yeah. Could you, could you go to Clemson and do that? I and think w- you could. I think so, too. I think you could. I just wonder. Not perfect. That's perfect. It's the only real atmosphere besides Doe Campbell Stadium in the ACC. It, it's the only one where it plays a part. It, 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 it is something that matters. Yeah, and they and, and they know that we're good again. They saw the last two years we were getting closer, and yeah, they know it. it's like we're on their radar without beating them. Right, kind of sucks. Yeah, usually you get on somebody's radar when you rise up and surprise them. Right, right. So they know they're like, oh no, no, they're good again. We got to play. We got to play. And they can prepare for it for the month. They got nothing after Duke that first week. They're not going to half step. They're going to be ready for us. And you just watch that'll get turned into a night game, and it will be. How do you handle it? But these are the games that if you're taking the next big step in your national championship contender, you handle, you weather that. That's the Jimbo game. Yep. That's the yep. game walking out of the tunnel where our guys had. He embraced those, didn't oh, he? Oh, he had hate in his eyes. It was beautiful. Same thing for Miami every year. Even oh. Miami was down, he had hate in his heart for Miami. Well, and it was just awesome to watch when we came out of that tunnel. You and I were on the field for that. Watching that scene. I mean, that's the Wilder flexing. That's the whole thing, man. Yep. Jimbo staring at his notes. That's everybody like, let's get it on. It's like they knew a secret that nobody else in the room knew. They knew, and he told me that week, we're going to beat their ass. We're going to beat he did their, know. He, yeah, he, he did knew know. that. He said that, we're going to beat their ass. But it was different than the Oklahoma game where he, he, well, he, he, he told knew him. that and he was wrong. It was wrong. false bravado. Yeah. But this was, he knew it all the way through. Yeah. I'm wondering if I get that moment with Mike this year before a big game. If, well, he, if he gives me the. I know you tell me, but would you tell us? Would you tell the world? At the right time. At the right <laughs> on time. Saturday after it's too late. Hey, Jordan, pre-game show. Jordan Travis is coming up. It's a fun <laughs> interview. He's great. He's next. Chef Cabbage Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Hey, guys. Our partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because, I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick, and easy to remember, so I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out. And I will tell you this, too. It is um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash jcs. Again, that's go to – all you got to do is go to – 
drinkag1.com slash JCS. That's drinkag1.com slash JCS. Check it out. It's delicious. It's quick. It's easy. It's proven. Vitamins, probiotics, whole food source nutrients. Start your day with it. You'll feel better. I promise. The Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Welcome back. Jeff Cameron Show live from ACC kickoff here in Charlotte. We're joined now by Florida State starting quarterback Jordan Travis, who will get a good chance to cover next week as we get underway with camp. Jordan, I know everybody talks about the journey. I'm kind of curious about just talking ball for a second. Uh, I remember interviewing your brother when he was here playing baseball. Everybody from Mike Norvell, who's right next to you right now, and uh, Kenny Dillingham going back, describe your ability to check into right plays. And they say you're exceptional at recognizing what you're seeing and getting us into right plays, quote-unquote, getting us, as they said. What are you looking at? When you come to the line of scrimmage, who are you looking at? Um, I'm starting off, I mean, Coach Norvell, we always talk about the defensive line first. What we're getting, we got a three technique, five technique, seven, and so on. Um, it starts there. Coach Norvell prepares me very well, and Coach Tokar has prepared me. It's all about preparation before games like that. Um, so they give me what I need to, I need to go over, man, and I go over it and study pretty hard. Um, and we go to linebackers and obviously the roof up top and what we're getting from safeties and spins and what coverage we're getting. Um, there's a lot that goes into playing quarterback, man, and I love it. When did the light bulb go off for you? When did you – do you ever have a day where you came off the practice field and you went – slowed down it's easy or you you, you kind of look back and realize oh I, I got it I know this I can do this um I would say the Florida game um uh well I'm not sure when it was two years ago when McKenzie was here yeah. um hurt my shoulder pretty bad um couldn't lift my shoulder up at all and set up and put the team before me um I've always been that type of player but that was the one that finally clicked that I can withstand things that <laughs> go on in my <laughs> life and fight through it and help a team win um we obviously didn't win that game at all, but I feel like that helped me a lot and showed me a lot as a as a player and a person that I'm stronger than I think. And that was when it finally clicked after that game. Um, seeing all those guys in the locker room upset and crying, and then you got seniors in there. It's their last game ever. And I'm sitting here, I'm a junior, and I'm like, it's it's getting close for me. Um, so kind of like reality struck, and it's like it's time to go. It's we talked to the guys, sent a, a message in the group chat probably, and said this next year we're going to work our tails off man and we're going to get better every single day and we're going to focus on the day in front of us and the play in front of us and not get too far ahead man keep the main thing the main thing as always it happened you guys win 10 games a year ago you go from before this time last year going into a season where everybody wanted to see Florida State take a step that happened this year it's a different set of expectations a lot of people predict Florida State to win the conference a lot of people think that certainly you're a Heisman Trophy candidate that Florida State could be in the college football playoff does that affect you in any way Never, never. <laughs> um, I've been down in the dumps, man. I had a lot of critics before um, tell me all the things I couldn't do. So right. I, I know how it feels. And I've, we, Coach Norvell always talks about managing when things are going bad, but the hardest thing is managing success. You got to learn how to manage yourself every single day when you're being successful 
winning games. I mean, I always talk about the person. I mean, you always have to be a good person no matter what, man. I feel like I've always been the same guy no matter what's going on in my life. That's a big thing for me is I say humility. I mean, but uh, it's close to Novella. I mean, it starts up top and works its way down. So, obviously, those expectations, those are external, as he talks about. You guys have those same expectations for yourself. It's uh, You don't allow yourself, I don't imagine, but I am curious. You, you, have you allowed yourself at all to think about if that were to happen, if it were to play out the way that you would want it to, uh, to win a Heisman Trophy? Never thought about it. That's interesting. I'm ready to win football games, and that's all I care about. Quick question. Uh, of the guys that have come in, obviously, everybody – Highlights Keon Coleman. Talk a little bit about the guys that have come in, uh, whether whether it's Destin Hill, obviously another uh, guy with explosive speed. Of all the guys that have come in, what have you seen from him this offseason? Yeah, a bunch of hard workers, good people and hard workers. That's what we need at Florida State University is people that are willing to work. Because if you don't love football, Florida State's not the place for you. Uh, <laughs> Derek Satterfield and I were talking yesterday, I guess. When you say that type of thing – coach may take it the wrong way but it's reality man i mean we work so hard and we put i mean obviously outside of football we have a life i mean we like i fish i do my thing but if you don't love football florida state's out the spot we work hard um we love we love our coach we love the team but we're gonna work our tails off every single day and try to get better whether it's a freshman or a veteran that comes in like through the transfer portal what's the first thing you say to them what, what kind of conversations do you have? You Do you lay that out? Hey, this, is what, this is what we're going to do. I want someone to tell me if I was in their shoes. Right. Reality. Um, tell them we're going to work our tails off. Um, Coach Sorvel and this coaching staff absolutely loves us. They, I mean, I love – I can't express to you how much I love them and how much I respect them, man, because they're always just the same people every day. They're never – they have things that go on at home. I mean, they got families that they're supporting. Um, always the same people. Um but, yeah, I talk about the coaching staff, man, and how we work. Good luck this year, Jordan. Yes, sir. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you. Take care. Jordan Davis, starting quarterback, Florida State University. High expectations, obviously, uh, both for him personally and for the team. But as Jordan just got done saying, they don't, don't seem to be affected by that. I find it interesting. Uh, it's uh, it was, That was a good conversation with Jordan Travis. He's, um, he's made great strides in that realm as well, Tom. He's not a guy that loves this. Doesn't love the give and take with the media, but he's better at it. Just like he is better on the field, he's gotten better at this as well. We'll react to that in a moment. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Broadcasting from Charlotte, North Carolina during the ACC kickoff. We're on Radio Row. Let's talk about ISF. Let's solve for the future. Let's do that. That's what we're going to do. We're going to solve for the future through process innovation. Speaking of process innovation, I'm glad you asked, Tom. The Florida Department of Health Child Care Food Program's business process review is something that ISF did. Now, think about this. This is pretty cool. ISF provided a thorough business process review for the Department of Health 
Bureau of Child Care Food Programs Management Information Payment System. It's known as the MIPS. MIPS is a system that is used by child care providers to submit federal reimbursement claims for meals and snacks provided to children in their facilities to address the need for updates to the system. ISF analyzed that whole process, buddy, and they fixed MIPS. More efficient, everybody got their money and the kids got fed. That's solvent. That's solvent. We talked about ISF in a meeting that we had a couple of months ago with Jonathan, who's a great guy. Sounds like a great place to work, actually. He's talking about what they do for their employees. Right. But basically, the way I like to explain ISF is there's a lot of red tape and nonsense that your business or perhaps your firm here in town Governmental agencies, yes. How do I get from A to B and how do I make sure that the, you know, the boxes are checked and I don't get fined because I'm not doing something wrong legislatively, right? These people figure that out for you. Yeah. If you don't want your head to spin, call ISF. They'll figure it out, and they'll work with you, with you to get it done. Yeah, they're an IT strategy firm, so they're going to help you out there with that. And they work, they collaborate. And that's why we do it with you guys here yep. every time we do this. It's an opportunity to uh, – what? Are all our people moving in there? What's going on? Forest State, did they get That's, there early? What's happening? They're, no, they're doing the podium at 1.30. That's different than the breakout room. Remember, there's the morning breakouts with the local media, the TV 30 minutes, and then the afternoon breakouts. It's a little redundant. Minutes. Well, there didn't used to be, talking about collaboration, mm. Florida State wanted to collaborate with us because sometimes the local media gets their questions poached yeah. in the breakout room. They said, all right, yeah. we're going to dedicate time for just you. But now I think we're good. I think, yeah. I think there's enough. Yeah, I think that we got more especially, than enough. Well, especially because they have such a great policy day to day. Yeah. That, so, well, that's exactly. You right. know, in the Jimbo era or the Willie era, you might need that extra ten to fifteen minutes because you never see anybody, you never talk to anybody. But in this era, it's like, oh, I just saw you last week. What's going on, man? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so we can solve the future like ISF does by saying, guys, we don't need all this. We need to, we need to whittle it down. We need fewer of these things. Actually, I want to do this. Well, now that you're here, too, for Radio Row, that helps. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah, we, yeah. Have, we have our setup. We have our interview. Got your guy. And you heard it. You heard it today. Yeah, it was good. And uh, on the heels of that interview with Jordan Travis, I want to say this. That's how you solve for the future is you have that guy passing it on. You have that yeah. guy paying yeah. it forward. You have that guy talking to players and about the right way to do things, about we're going to go to work. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. And, you know, they'll then in turn pass it on. And that's how you sustain a culture. It gets harder and harder to do as the distractions mount. And the distractions mount by definition when you win. I mean, it's going to happen. You, everybody wants a piece of somebody who's winning. But if you have a strong culture and you got players that own it yeah, and run it from the locker room, you got a chance. Well, I can tell you, and you can find this on WarChant TV because you'll have seen the question asked and answered from the breakout this afternoon. But I'm going to ask Jordan Travis a question that I didn't get to in the morning, which is, does Brock Glenn impress you from a maturity standpoint? Mm. I want to know what he says to that because he he's very impressive from the outside of the operation looking in. And, of course, Jordan's going to say yes, some variety of yes. But the way he says it, I'll yeah, be very it'll, fascinated. It'll tell you. Do his eyes light up a little bit? Because I think that's your future right there. And, and Croman Hawk is going to be, in terms of a high school product, a better prospect. But Brock looks like the college game suits him just fine. One thing I think Jordan does a good job of, and I this is leadership 101, you know, he he'll get the question. He knows what you're asking. But he's very careful not to uh, obscure the efforts of others. Of course. So what he'll do is he'll say, yeah, absolutely. And then he'll talk to you, whatever AJ's that is. great. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, then he's yeah. going to tell you that Tate and AJ yeah. and all those guys possess that as well. 
But you're right. You'll get your answer. He's just going to make sure he includes well, so many other people. I, I think that's who the torch is going to get passed down to here. And I think it might, maybe it's a bridge to Croman Hawk. Maybe. But, you know, sometimes guys arrive on campus and they could be heralded players and they just don't pan out. See uh, what Clemson just went through a quarterback with an all world recruit who, in his first game of the pandemic season at Notre Dame, lit it up. Went and nuts. DJ Uyungle is, I don't even remember where he is now, but he's transferred. He's moved on. And sometimes it doesn't hit. It's just I'm so impressed with that young man. I'd like to know from somebody who is going to be the future bridge, somebody who can influence Brock Glenn or Duffy or Tate Rodemaker right now. What does Jordan think of him? Because maybe that's the next guy. Yeah, um, you do wonder, you know, that quarterback stuff, when we get into those conversations, it's a lot of fun because they have so many now. Yeah. And you kind of just assumed at the time it was going to be A.J., Rising to the top of that list. And it could still be. I don't think so. I agree. I don't think, but it could be because even in his limited reps when Tate was struggling before he had his Louisville moment, AJ looked calmer on the field as a gamer. You know, sometimes guys are garbage in practice, or maybe not. That's probably too strong of a word. Yeah, not, not, yeah. They're, they're meh in practice, but then they get into the game and the adrenaline spikes and they're locked in and they perform. That could still be AJ. I guess people, you're hearing me in practice. I'm not impressed. I'm not, but I have been very impressed by Brock in one camp. I can't wait to see him this camp. Uh, DJ Uyunglele. Yeah, where'd he go? Oregon State. Oh, yeah. It's a toughie. You won't see him ever again. <laughs> um, Unless they're tied with uh, USC in the second half. Yeah, and then you you're know? like, look at this. Yeah, DJ, look at him go. Well, I'm kind of rooting for him, I guess. He's, he's not a threat to us now. He's not at Clemson. so. But he was doing better things before our game. I'll never. Well, he played well against us. And he I'll played tell you well that against much. us. But, I mean, you know, he missed some things. But he's, well, he's just a hard guy. He's not consistent enough at that level. You know, they're, the, And that those are going to happen. That's going to happen here, too, where guys like, I see why he was a five-star or a four-star. But he's not consistent. It's going to be fascinating to see what happens with him because they'll fall in love with him at the combine whenever that happens. He's 6'4", 255 pounds. Yep. I mean, come on. And he carries it well, too. Yeah. So they're going to say, well, maybe we can figure this out here. You know, maybe maybe he has a shot. Um, yeah, I, I, he always seemed like a good enough kid, but that's an aside. The quarterback situation here is one that has not been talked about at all because the certainty is that of Jordan Travis, but – Jordan talked about being playing through pain. You just heard that talking about, yep, you know, he's yep. capable of more than he thought he could withstand no matter what's going on in your life, all that stuff. You know, it's fascinating though. If he does get hurt and I've been asked this a lot, if he gets hurt, is the team good enough to win a lot of games without him? And we've answered that. We've talked about it. I think the schedule suggests they would because I think they're good enough to line up, run the ball, throw off a play action and play good, yep. decent defense. And you'll win a lot of these games. Yep. It, some of those games might turn out to be a lot closer than you would have liked, but I think they would win them. The no, majority of them. Yeah, the matchups are the matchups. You know, it, look, if you're rolling out a set where you've got Johnny and Keon, insert slot receiver here who's good. So it could be fully healthy Winston Wright, Van Dravis Jacobs, or anything in between. All right. Then you got Jaheim Bell on the field and Trey Benson on the field. If you're a quarterback in that situation and your name's Rodemaker, you still will scan the field and say, oh, they're leaving Jaheim in one-on-one. I'm going to go there. Yeah. Or Keon or Johnny. I mean, you get the point. Mm-hmm. Or... My God, they are so afraid of Keon and Johnny. Let's run the ball. Let's check it into a run. These decisions are going to be very easy for whoever's under center if Jordan were to go down for a quarter or a half. Did you think it was interesting that he cited very specifically the Florida game where the light bulb went off for him? Yep. Um, yep. I thought that was interesting. Now, he he came at it from a different angle than I was maybe suggesting when I asked the question. Uh, 
he came at it more from like a character a toughness standpoint. Correct. Ira actually had heard that about the challenge that they issued to him. Now that Jordan's on record saying it, yeah, I can bring that to. But Ira said apparently it was, "Hey man, you can play through this. We need you to play through this." Yeah, it's not. They're better off without me. You're all we got. Yeah. You know, so we need 60% you to get back of you there. is better, and you've got to understand that. And it apparently in that moment clicked for him. It's a toughie for everybody that's his backup. I mean, my goodness well, gracious. Well, we saw McKenzie for he, one drive in yeah, that game. Well, was, and he was terrible. He couldn't play a lick. Um, no, I know. It's 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 interesting that that's, the, that's what he the perceived from in that the last question. Game, yeah. So you could tell that somebody, was, somebody weeping in there hit him hard about the finality of it all and how close he was to being, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. he recognized his time was nigh, you know? And so, so he got on a group text with his friends and, and said, said, this, mm -hmm. no, it's not how we're going That's, out. I mean, I never heard that before. That's good. Get good job out of you. <laughs> I was like, all right, Jordan, there you go, buddy. You got to tell people these things. Son. Well, yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's also, you know, you, you think about the process he's gone through. We've watched it out on the field, but this is the stuff off the field. That's so interesting because yep. it's all in here. Yeah. It's it's the thought process, it's the emotions, it's the camaraderie and like the idea that I, I always say it. Everybody knows this. Football is the ultimate team game, man. You need everybody to do their job to be successful. You know, Mike Ravel today talking about the Heisman Trophy this morning and the fact that Jordan's a candidate. Mike said, "That's well, really kind of a team award." He knows that the receivers yeah. have got to be great. The offensive yeah. line's got to be great. They got to have some balance. They got to win games. None of that's possible if just your quarterback's good. Uh, you need all correct. those other guys. You no, know, he'll die. You know yeah. what I mean? Like <laughs> he'll sort of get hurt. Again. Killed him. Yeah. You know, it's just yes. I, that's what I mean, of course. But, yeah. Yeah. You don't want the Florida game to be the reality every week. You can't. You can't win 10, 11 games that way. It's just mm -hmm. not possible. But that's where I get excited. You know, for example, earlier on, you want to solve for the immediate future. Jared Verse was raving about Jeremiah Byers today, and he said he's the offensive line version of me in that he'll never shut up. So we found another enforcer. Remember, we were talking about that in the offseason. Who's going to be the enforcer type? Julian Armella, if he could ever get on the field, will most certainly be an enforcer type because you don't step to Julian. He will answer the questions. Yes, yes, he will. Uh, I want Julian to fight his ass off for a spot this year because he's oh, talented. He he's talented. He's not content. You could see his demeanor in practice. He's not content. He wants it. I think, yeah. I he think he's he should already be there. Yeah, I think he does. And 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 so, really, if I'm just speaking here from a fan standpoint, worried about him, man. If he doesn't get that job, I wonder if he'll still be here next year. That's just me wondering aloud. You have to message very aggressively with him. You do. And, and if do. he doesn't win the job, then he might need to be – you can't force it. You can't force it. But if he's good enough to be in a rotation, like, yeah, he's got to no, play four games no, for sure. You, you want the five to get it, the chemistry down oh, well, and, and yeah. be handled, you know. But at right guard, you could see a rotation there with Dimitri or at right tackle. You yeah, could see you a rotation could. to keep guys fresher. I, I think they're good enough to do that. And Alex Atkins has them all prepared that it shouldn't be too big of a leap. Maybe it's a question for Alex next week at the coaches convention. It'll be a fun question. Could you entertain the idea of in-game rotation if it's the game still in the balance? Or is that something that you don't like because you want your five to know each other inside and out? Yeah, I think that's the answer, by the way, the latter that you just gave. But I don't think he's afraid to put guys out there for a stretch of time if a guy's got an ankle, guys right. needs retaping, whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. Throw this guy out there. I'm like, not worried about the continuity yeah, in this situation. The idea of a defensive interior rotation. Right? Mm -hmm. You're yeah. better if you're fresher. Is that 
possible in your philosophy, Alex, or no? And I, he might say yes, because again, they are so well freaking prepared in that room. They know every answer to every question. They do. It's really cool. And and he wants he takes great pride in preparing them so that they know exactly because he's he's brought this up before when they fail the test. He's he's like a disapproving teacher. He's just so oh. disappointed. That is, those are the most uncomfortable moments on the practice field. I'm like, I'm doing these nervous twitches under the table because when a guy gets something wrong, he calls the entire classes, if you will, mm -hmm. classrooms attention to it. <laughs> yeah. And they do it over. And if he gets it wrong again, they, they do, do it, it over. over. Everybody's waiting. There. Yeah. And I've seen a couple of players and they're freshmen. It's, it's supposed to happen. Yeah, they're overwhelmed a little bit. Some weren't freshmen, but it's the eighth try. I mean, dude, that's like three, four minutes of curb your enthusiasm level awkward energy it's like, man, around, like this, man, is tough. this is tough doesn't look like keith knows how to move That's his right, right foot right. Said, we'll do it again yep. we'll do it again Whoop, blows so, the whistle oh, oh my god, my god. Yeah. you want to walk out there and be like here come here watch me let's do <laughs> yeah. this together we can the teammates are running up to help yeah, me he's like nope yeah, that, that, nope that, 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 nope he's, he's gotta got, learn he's gotta don't learn. you dare <laughs> it's like yeah it's fantastic jeff cameron show 93.3 real talk radio war chant tv from Charlotte, North Carolina. The Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Charlotte on Radio Row, but uh, you back in Tallahassee are thinking my son or daughter is going to put the bat to the ball, mm. softball or baseball, and you think no slappies. They're not very good. The kid's not very good. I'd like them to get better. Right now they have to slappy, and we're not, we're not doing that. No. We're going to drive the ball. We're going to equip and motivate your athletes that are mm -hmm. focused on baseball and softball with the tools they need to reach their true potential. That's what they do at Power Mill, buddy. Like that? That's a better speech than we heard from our commissioner yesterday. I should just get up there and talk about Power Mill. You want to talk hard hit rates? <laughs> Let's talk Power Mill. Uh, camp's going on right now. Inquire about that. Go to PowerMillSports.com to learn more. Baseball, softball, good times for kids that are trying to make it to the bigs or the Olympic softball team or whatever your goals are maybe you just want to have a good time maybe you just want to play maybe you want to play at florida state maybe you better get to work yeah well we need well, for they, softball yeah i was gonna say softball probably make the team right now for florida state baseball <laughs> some of these kids so it's it's been a tough go yes. it's a tough go powermillsports.com all right let's cue it up and do some probable shall we There it is, everybody. Oh, there it smooth. is. Smooth. Hey, That's what happens when you're on the set. Angels, Tigers, Chase Silseth. That's a cool name. All right. Silseth. Matt Manning goes to the Tigers. Uh, Nationals, Mets, TBD. Segata. Oh, Segasan. All right, let's bring it. There you go. Cubs, Cardinals, TBD, Miles Mikolas. Yes. <laughs> Guardians, White Sox, Tanner Bibby, TBD. 
And that's a look at those. The show is out of the oh, rough. Wow. And just like that, kids, it's over. Pirates used to have a pitcher back in the day named Bibby. And Bibby died a few years back. Mm. And I don't know why. And it's really true of baseball more than any other sport that you love certain players, even if they're not stars. They're just mm. guys. They're, Angel Pagan. That's your guy. He Angel loves, Pagan. Yeah. He's a useful player. Yes. Switch hitter, yeah. flat swing through the strike zone. Good fielder. Great speed. Good base. You could put him a lot of this places. This era of the base stealing, my God, he would have had 35, 40 bags. So players like that, you fall in love with them. You know, it's funny. It's uh, it, You watch a baseball team enough that they're your team. Yep. There's the unheralded guy. At the end of the year, he's hitting 263. He's got 11 bombs. He's got 52 RBIs. They're he's big not, ones, though. Yeah, he's not an everyday guy. Yeah. But you're like, you know what? You know who I like? I like that Jim Bibby. That's who I like. <laughs> he's a solid player right there. Oh, Bibby's in the lineup today. Now, Bibby was a pitcher, so you can't really say it that way. But there were guys like that, you know, where you just look out there, and you're like, oh, man, I like that guy. Angel Pagan was a career 280 hitter. Okay. Good ball player. <laughs> For the Mets, let's see. Yeah, he topped out with 11 home runs and 69 RBI. Pretty much nailed it, right? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I always – He had 37 steals for the Mets, so he would have had 50 bags in in this era. Yeah, now, yeah, he would. Uh, I always crack up because uh, people forget that um, Bautista played for the Pirates. Yep, yep. And uh, I think the most – play Immaculate Grid, remember that one. Yeah, and – oh, yes, definitely do. And I, if I'm not mistaken, the most home runs he ever hit for P- the Pittsburgh Pirates, 12. He had 12 for the Pirates. <laughs> so we're like, ah, yeah. going to have to let this guy go in a trade. We really see what we can get for him. Yep. Uh, a couple years later, dude's hitting 50 home runs for Toronto. Another cheat code for you in Immaculate Grid is Mike Piazza on the Marlins because he played for yeah. them for like two weeks. Yes, he did. That's a good yep. one, by the way. Mm-hmm. You got to find guys like that. There's uh, Pedro on the Expos Nationals. Oh, that works. He was part of the, the strike sort uh, shortened season. Pedro mm. was on that in that uh, mix. Oh, yeah, I would not have thought that. Yeah, yep. Oh, it's a good one, buddy. Yeah, the way you're looking at me now, I'm second guessing myself. You're, but you're I'm not sure. So of it. Sure, I don't. But that's what I'm saying, man. It's fun when you get that. You uh, you got to find those guys that have played for lots of teams, um, to win Immaculate yep. Grid. He was I'm there. looking up a guy right now that, if I recall correctly, if I recall correctly, if I recall correctly. Uh, this is my terrible. Plums. This is terrible radio on my uh, behalf, but I'm going to find this player for you. Um, yeah, this. Oh yeah, Scott Schoenweiss, Octavio Dotel. Dotel, he played oh, for us. He played for everybody. He played for the yeah. So the guys, uh, everybody. Yep, I'm yep, telling yep, you yep, all yep, out yep, there, yep. if you need if you need help with Immaculate Grid, Octavio Dotel, buddy, yep. go pull him up. Okay. Look at that. Mets, Houston. Oakland, the Yankees, Kansas, Kansas City, City, Atlanta, the, the White, White Sox, Sox, Pittsburgh, Dodgers, Colorado, St. Louis, Detroit. Wow. Toronto as well. Did you skip Toronto? I think I said Toronto. There it is. Toronto down at the bottom. Yeah. So look at that. That dude played forever. He played <laughs> forever. Look at all those teams. Toronto, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Cardinals, the Braves, the Pirates, Colorado, the Mets, Kansas City, the White teams. Sox, Detroit, Oakland, Houston. <laughs> Guys. Octavio Dotel is the answer. That's right. That is your answer. He's I'm giving you answers to questions. Man, it's a, yeah, but he was uh I think he was a starter for a bit of his career. Oh yeah, he did a little bit of but everything. But middle reliever guys yeah. are cheat codes. Yeah, yeah, you got to you know, use Guillermo this. Moda. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um uh, we have our own guy, the lefty from uh, Yeah, Randy Choke. Yeah, Randy Choke. He pitched for everybody. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, Jeff Nelson. Marlins, Cardinals, yep. Mets. I mean, Joe, didn't Joe play for the Mets? Uh, I don't think so. Well, maybe it was the Dodgers. Maybe I'm thinking of him. We had Rick White from the Rays. Remember Rick White, the <laughs> stocky dude? Rick White. <laughs> and I think that's how we're going to end it, folks. We got there him and go. Mike Bordick the same day <laughs> oh, on trade deadline day years, years and years ago. Uh, with Eddie Money playing in the background. That's always a classic. <laughs> yep, uh, yep. We've enjoyed it, uh, Charlotte. And uh, we will talk to you guys tomorrow on a live Asians Friday. Be good to be home, everybody. Jared Verse looking smooth. Yeah, he is. He's, he's wearing the sunglasses. He's wearing sunglasses indoors. <laughs> Not necessary, uh, but hilarious. <laughs> and here we go. There's Kellen Deloach. Uh, yeah, it's about time uh, to, to do some more interviews with these guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Be well, everybody. Peace.